Hey, 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 this is Larry C. Marsh coming to you live from Fishbowl Radio Network Studios out of Bedford, Texas. Oh, I'm excited and excited that you're here today. Uh, I, I, I'm just giving a shout out to Fishbowl Radio and, and my uh, board operator. Fishbowl really brings a lot of, uh, allows your voice to go out all over the world. And I'm excited. Uh, today, we, I will be sharing with you the power of prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit, his work in you, his work in you, okay, your relationship, okay? Well, let, let's pray first. Dearly, Father, we love you. We thank you. God, you are so awesome. And Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for Fishbowl Radio Network. I thank you for the word you have given me uh, uh, these last three years about the power of prayer and building that relationship with you. I pray that those that hear will grow and have a stronger relationship in you and then apply what they hear in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessings. Hey, again, my usual say, uh, some people say it's a disclaimer, whatever. <clears throat> Make sure you have pencil paper and your word with you. It is so uh, very important that you, when, when someone's teaching the word of God, that you have your pencil, your paper, and your word, follow them, take notes. So when they're done, you have study time. You know, afterwards you go study the word because you have to know the word. And see, when, when we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, and we talk about Jesus and we talk about works, what happens is what you study, the Holy Spirit brings back to your remembrance, okay? And then you can work from that. But if you don't study, how can he bring anything back to you? You can hear the word, but the word has to be settled. You have to read and study. Understand something, you know, a, a lot of people don't really realize that you're accountable and responsible for the word of God. And that's Jesus Christ in you. He is alive. The word of God is settled in heaven. It is sealed in heaven. It is the word of truth. And now you have the spirit of truth helping you in your relationship. Okay. Your companionship with God. What better way to have a relationship and a companionship and with the eternal God through prayer? I'm talking about supernatural. I'm not talking about studying the word for your intellectual, but studying the word for your supernatural spiritual, because in that, that's where your faith begins to rise up. And then you rise up and then you begin to apply your faith. You work your faith. You walk by faith. Everything is faith. No, I'm not a faith preacher, but you can't do anything in Jesus without faith. Because God has given each and every one of us that measure of faith that we have to work out. That's the bottom line. You know, truly, through years, people have, have flaunted it all over. But you have to study the word and know the word for yourself. To know that you have faith and that you have to work out your faith. Same with salvation. When you get saved, you have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. What does that mean? You learn more about Jesus, but you also learn to be mature in the awe of God, the awe of God, the fear. That means that awesome fear of God 
who created heaven and earth. And then he saved you to work in his, his, his heart, to work in his realm, to do what God is awesome. And we're to fear, not be scared, but humble ourselves in awe and in his presence so that we know that we know that he loves us unconditionally. No one can ever love us the way God can. That's that eternal supernatural love. And Jesus Christ shares that love with us. And then the Holy Spirit seals that love inside of you and I. So that takes faith. You have to believe and trust. That's faith. Okay. You have to understand that you can't do anything without faith. Faith is eternal. So as we go through this, we're going to, I, I want to teach you something. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to go through John and, and everything is eternal. Things that we need. You know, a lot of people work with the external. Okay, they want to speak in tongues. There's nothing wrong with that. And they want to lay hands on the sick. There's nothing wrong with that. But but what I'm, I want to teach you is that eternal presence of the Holy Spirit that will guide you into those things. Okay, but there's an eternal relationship, companionship in and with the Holy Spirit. Okay, because I want you to get that. I want you to get that first. And that helps us in prayer. And we're going to cover these scriptures. A couple of them we covered last week. But you'll see how the scriptures come together. They are so real. Jesus Christ is real. And we have to learn about Jesus. We need to learn more and more. That's why I talk about discipleship a lot. Discipleship is learning. Learning about Jesus learning the gospels of Jesus Christ. The gospel has nothing to do with you singing uh, all of this stuff. The gospel is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the gospel. That's the life. That's the birth. That's the life. That's the death. That's the burial. And that's the uh, uh, his ascension, resurrection. That's all Jesus Christ. You have to learn so much about Jesus. The more you learn about Jesus, the less you will succumb to compromise. The less you will succumb to compromise. The author of compromise, Jesus said this in John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. See, he brings a matter of compromise in our lives. He brings it. Okay, so it's up to us because Jesus said, I have come and I have given you eternal, abundant life more and more that you have the, the, the power and authority to stop the works of the enemy, to stop the compromise. You have it, but you have to know it to have it. And when you have it, then you're able to work it. But if you don't know, then the compromise comes and you settle for the compromise because you do not know the power and authority you have in Jesus Christ. It is so imperative that you know about Jesus and then you live that life that he wants you to live, working and doing the greater works. This is how we do it. Okay, let's let's go to John. We're going to John chapter 14, John chapter 14. 
okay? John chapter 14, and we read verses 15 to 18. You know, and, and this, this is something, I'm, I'm gonna go up and read 12, 12 to 18. This is Jesus talking. Okay. Let me go to 11, because I talked about believing, okay? We have to believe and we have to trust. One of the things that is embedded in our heads we're always taught never put all your eggs in one basket. Never, ever put your eggs in one basket. I'm telling you, on a supernatural note, the eggs and the basket belongs to God. You give him everything. And then when he gives it to you back, it's better, way better than what you gave him or what you even had. And you are a lot more mature knowing how to work it when he gives it back to you. So keep that as a thought, okay? Verse 11, it says, believe me that I am in the Father. That means he has relationship. He is part of the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. See, he's talking about, he believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. And if you don't believe that, just believe the works that you've already seen me do. Because there's a struggle, okay? There's always a struggle in believing Jesus. It says, verse 12, most assuredly I say unto you, he, he who believes in me, your belief, you have faith in him. And the works that I do, he will also. So what that means is if you believe and trust and your faith is in the works and in the person of Jesus, you're going to do the same works he does. But then this is what he says. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the father. So we're going to do those greater works. But how are we going to do those greater works? He says, and whatsoever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And see, we always jump. Well, we use Jesus' name. We use it as a card, as a credit card. No, 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 no. The first thing he says that, and whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified. So whatever you're asking and doing in his name, you have to understand whatever it is, is it glorifying God? Are you glorifying God in it? And if you're glorifying God in it, then Jesus said, Jesus said, he will do it. Okay. And this is, this is the mark of what we have to do. Verse 15. If you love me, what are we to do? Keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. See, we want the blessings. Are you willing? You know, you hear these songs, I want more Jesus. I want more. Do you really? Are you obeying? Do you want to really submit to him? Give everything to him? Allow him to work through you? Do you really? You have to answer that question. Okay. And it says in verse 16, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. He's going to abide. Abiding means he's going to rest. He's going to stay in you forever. 
the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because they neither see him nor knows him. See, we in, in the world, we walk by sight. What we see, that's where we stock our faith in, what we see. But when we are converted into Jesus, we walk by faith and now not by sight. That's why faith is important, because your faith overrules what you see, because you have to understand there are some things that Jesus tells you to do. You can't see it, but when he tells you to do it, you've got to know that you can do it. Why? Because whatever Jesus tells you to do, he's already glorified God in it. I'm telling you. Okay, you have to dig deep and be in the word of God and allow the word of God to rise up in your spirit. How you can do that? By submitting to the leading of the Holy Spirit. But he says, you know him. You know him. I know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells. The power of the Holy Spirit resides in us. He resides in us. He dwells in us. He will be in us forever. He says, listen to this now. This is key. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. See, he, he's about to leave, okay, because he's about to die. He's about to go to his father. But see, he's coming back in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So he's not going to leave us fatherless. The Holy Spirit is now in us to help us and to draw us closer to the Father. Okay, now let's go. Let's go to chapter sixteen. Chapter sixteen. We're going to read verses 12, 12 to fourteen. I want you to get this because this is going to help us, you and I, to pray, to really dig deep and draw on a relationship between you and the Father. It is so important that every believer has a relationship with the Father, with the leading of the Holy Spirit, okay? It's important to everybody because you need to know, you need to know who you are in him. You need to know your gifting, your purpose, your plan, everything that God has for you. You need to know. What better way to know is to enter into your secret place, into that closet with the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can receive and know that you know that you know that you're drawing on a relationship between you and the Father through the power of prayer. That's why prayer is so important. You know, people flippantly live in prayer, but understand something. Prayer is that much important because Jesus Christ is interceding for us. He's at the right hand of the Father, interceding. That's called prayer. That's why prayer is so important. You can't always just flippantly go and pray and then get up and run. No, we're to dwell, to sit into the heart of God and rest a while. And listen to what God has to say, even about our petitions, about our life, about us and him, you and him. Draw on a relationship. And then after you draw on that relationship, he has an assignment for you and I. 
And that assignment, whatever he's telling you to do, you have the power and authority to do it because the Holy Spirit is there with you. You have to have that eternal power, that eternal authority and power first before you can do anything in the world. Because when he sends you out to work, to do what you have to do, it is powerful. You have the ability to do it. I'm telling you. He says here in uh, chapter 16, starting in verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, he, the person of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Okay, the truth. Listen to what he says about the truth. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me. That means the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. See, this is why prayer is so important, because the Holy Spirit has a lot to give you, a lot to say, a lot to work through you. All things that the Father has are mine. <clears throat> Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Isn't that something? The power of the Holy Spirit. When you pray, you have authority and you have power, but also you have submission and humility to get into that closet and spend quality time with the Father, not only talking, but listening, spending time. If there's something wrong with you, take what's wrong, take it to the Father, take the word and watch God deal with that thing that is hurting you, that is discouraging you because he loves you. He loves you. What better way to know to know, I'm talking about to eternally know the love of Jesus Christ inside of you as you take the word study and allow the Holy Spirit to usher you into the love of God. That's powerful, powerful. Okay, so let's 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 just get in this book here. I want to take you through some scriptures, and I want you to to, to really deal with what I'm, I'm getting ready to share with you. And we'll, 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 we'll read these scriptures and, and really Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, is there any consolation in Christ? If any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, Fulfill my joy, being like-minded, having the same love, being on one accord and of one mind. See, it says here, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit. See, he brings forth he brings forth a fellowship, a deep fellowship that we should have every single day of our life. It is so important that you realize that this fellowship is real. We're going to go to um, Timothy here. 
we're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 11 through 14. This is this is this is this is it. Okay. 11 through 14. It says, to which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer the things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. See, he suffered the things for Christ, but he was not ashamed of the suffering. And sometimes we go through suffering, okay, because of Jesus. I'm not talking about the suffering we cause on ourselves. I'm talking about the righteousness of Christ. We suffer because of Jesus Christ. We should not be ashamed. For I know whom I believe have believed and persuaded that he is able to keep me and I have committed to him until the day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which have, which you have heard from me in faith. You read this word in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit, what? Who dwells in you. You keep it by the power of the... See, the Holy Spirit does a great work inside of us. I want to get you from all the flutter, fluff and all the junk that's on the outside, but you need to consider yourself the power of the Holy Spirit that is on the inside of you, inside of you. And it says here, uh, um, keep by the Holy Spirit the door, that good thing which was committed to you. That's the word of God, the faith, everything that is committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. He dwells in us. He dwells the Holy Spirit. See, these scriptures are to help you understand the power of the one who is in you called the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. Okay. And it is important that we understand this. Now, I'm, I'm going to take you to Ephesians. Let's see here. What would be the best one? Ephesians. Yes. Let's go to Ephesians. We go to Ephesians chapter four. Okay. The power of the Holy Spirit works in us. And I'll just read, uh, I'll start at verse one. Ephesians chapter four, we'll go from one through six. Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, I, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, listen to, listen to carefully to the word of God. For, I'm sorry, I went too far. Yeah, yes, I did. Beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. Okay. You, you, you are called to do a work. There's a calling on every life. When we talk about callings, the only thing we know, the pastor, all it, no, no, no. Every believer, every believer has a calling on their life to do something, to do the greater works, no matter where it is. Okay, you have a calling. Don't leave it up to everybody else. You need to know how, and listen, you figure it out. With all lowliness and gentleness and long suffering, bearing with one another in love, bearing with one another in love. 
okay, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit, the unity. See, when believers get together, we need to keep the unity of the spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit works in everybody, brings us together so we can learn together. We can grow together. We can be powerful together in the body of Christ, in the power of long, of love, okay? And in the bond of peace. See, wherever the Holy Spirit is, he brings such a peace, such a peace. Regardless of what goes on around us, you and I have peace. Because Jesus said, peace I give you, not as the world give as I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Why? Because the power of that peace, which is in the Holy Spirit, is sealed in your heart. It's there. Peace is there. You never have to pray for peace. You have to learn peace inside of you, and you walk in that peace. You live in that peace. You learn in that peace. So that when trouble comes, peace is already raised up in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, verse four, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called into one hope of your calling, of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. See, the Holy Spirit brings everything inside, seals it inside of you so that inside of you dwells the Godhead. Inside of you dwells the one who's created heaven and earth. Inside of you dwells the love, that greater love, that greater love that God has for you. That's why prayer is so, that's why getting into that secret place where God can do great works inside of you, okay, because of his love, his love, that great love. And when you begin to understand the power of that love that's inside of God, that's inside of you, that he puts inside of you, then nothing, nothing can deter you, nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing, zero, zip, because that love has nothing to do but how you feel. That love has to do with whom dwells in your heart and whom you know and who knows you. That love, that deep eternal love where no one can take away. So where are we at? And, and we have to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit is awesome. Okay, now let's go to, yeah, here's, a, here's, here's another great one. Let's go to, <laughs> let's go to Jude. Let's go to Jude, verses 20 and 21. Let's go to Jude, okay? There's only uh, uh, 25 verses in Jude. But verse 20, verse 20 says, but you be loved. See, you're loved by God. You are loved by God. Building yourself in your most holy faith. See, your faith is holy. It's, it's eternal. It is supernatural. And we're to work this thing out. But how do we do it? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in. What does that really mean? 
You know, the first thing people talk about, well, you pray in the spirit, you pray in the tongue. Not necessarily. When you're praying in the spirit, you're allowing your spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to pray, to ignite both inside and to pray because the Holy Spirit knows how to pray. He knows how to bring you before God and pray on your behalf so that not only you're speaking to God, but God is speaking to you. The power of the Holy Spirit keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So see, as you're praying, you have the grace and mercy and the love of God. See, he brings you into all of that so that you are tightly knitted, fitted in the heart of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. I understand that we have seen some hideous things in church world, but you have to know the word for yourself. Try to, you know, I, I tell you this, dive into the word and just ask the Holy Spirit to help you, help you to understand and to know the richness of the word of God. You know, later on, I'm going to teach you something about learning about how to learn, I mean, study. And then in conjunction with that, there's two pieces, two pieces. There's pieces that now you have to unlearn, relearn. And then the third piece is the application. Because a lot of times we've learned some stuff. We tried to apply it and it wasn't really right. But now I'm telling you, when you study the word of God and you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to work that word in you, you realize some of the things you learn, you have to let go. So you have to relearn that some new stuff. Then you have to apply what now you have relearned. Now, in that, there is a circle of stuff that you put your unlearned stuff, the stuff that you have to drop off. And then you have to ask God to destroy that stuff, because if you don't destroy the, the junk that you have to let go, it will come back up. It will come back and it will short circuit. But what you have to do is say, God, deliver me from this, from this old teaching that really does not apply. Now I've received the new teaching, the new word. Which, which has already been there, but we have been taught some stuff. Stuff has been embedded in our, in our mind. Now it has been in our heart. Now it has to be destroyed. We have to get in. Listen, I just, we just have to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit will come and help you. He's there. He's right there. He's right there to help you in every area of your life, every area of your life. Okay. And Ephesians, let's go to Ephesians. Yeah, I got to turn them pages. I'm telling you, them pages are right. These, these pages. Okay, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. But let's go to verse 17. I, I want you to get this, verse 17, and then we go to verse 18. And it says, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation 
and the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the spirit of truth, which is the word of God. See, we have to understand that that word of God is for you and I. We have to know if you have a sword, you have to know how to swing it, how, what it weighs. You have to be precise in doing what you have to do because you have to fight the good fight of faith with what? The spirit of truth, the word of truth that comes to you. You fight the good fight of faith. This is why you can't dispel faith. You can't dispel it. It doesn't matter what you've seen. It, faith is whom you know and whom's get, who has given it to you. That's faith. You work your faith, okay? Because again, the Bible lets us know in James, faith without works is dead. So in order to stay alive, you've got to work what is alive in you according to faith. Okay, your faith is important. The power of the Holy Spirit will help you grow your faith because you're praying in the Spirit, your most holy faith with the Holy Spirit. And so he's challenging you to work out your faith, to work that faith. Okay, so you have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, verse 18. Okay, verse 18. And praying always with all prayers and supplication. Understand something. You're still praying, but your supplication means your submission. You're, you're, you're getting deep into your prayers. Listen to this. In the spirit. In the spirit. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, for everybody. See, we pray for everybody. When you, sometimes you don't know. Listen, sometimes we do not know how and what to pray. You know, and I challenge you. I will challenge you with this to really dive into Romans chapter eight. Just dive. And I think I said this last week, get into it, pray, seek the power of the Holy Spirit to pray. You know, jot this down, the whole chapter of Romans 8, the whole chapter. And then I want you to go to John chapter 14, 15, and 16, where what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Then you will get it. You won't have to worry about someone really trying to jump on you. What you need to do this. Now you read the word for yourself. The Holy Spirit will help you in doing what you need to do according to the will of God for you. It is important because a lot of people will tell you a whole lot of things that might not be for you. It's maybe be the way they were taught. And sometimes they can be so dogmatic in it. But you have to understand, no matter where they are, what you're even for me, I want you to write this down. I want you to go back and study. I want you to realize that the word of God is real and it's already settled in heaven, but yet it's alive in you and it draws you closer to the father. And the Holy Spirit helps you. Listen, Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight. Let's look at nine. Drop my pencil. I'm sorry. Let's go to verse nine. Nine to eleven. 
but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Understand the difference between the flesh and the spirit. The, the, the flesh is the natural man. The spirit is our eternal, supernatural spirit self, okay? Because the natural man had dominion and power and authority before we received Jesus Christ. But in our receiving Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, we now are under the eternal spirit man, the eternal supernatural spirit man, which now we have authority over the flesh man. We have full authority because of the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and because of his birth and his teaching. All Jesus. We now have authority through the gospels. I say it again, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You have authority because of the gospel of Jesus Christ is alive in you. So you have that authority and it's important, okay? Um, where am I at? I'm sorry. Verse nine, but ye are not of the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God, what dwells in you, dwells in you, dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his simple. But if Christ is in you, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. You have the power of the spirit of life inside of you because of what Jesus has done. And Jesus, look, when, when, what, when I went back and we read John chapter 14 and chapter 16, it really showed the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. But if the spirit of him who raised, ah, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life, give to you mortal, give you life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells within you. You can't do anything without Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit dwells in you. He lives in you. He, he, he wants to share everything. Now, let's look at this. Look at this. Six, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. How I many of you know sometimes there's battles, there's weaknesses that we're in? Okay, but the power of the Holy Spirit, okay, in your weakness, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us. What does that mean? The power of the Holy Spirit intercedes, He goes in our behalf, okay, to God with intercessions with groanings which cannot be uttered. We can't utter anything. That's what it says here. With groanings which cannot be uttered. So what's happening is our spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit are together and he's interceding for us on our behalf to the Father. Okay? Now he 
who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, you know, I'm telling you, we serve an awesome God and we should be in awe of him because he left us with the power of the Holy Spirit. He left us with the power of the Holy Spirit. And see, that intercession is great. That in that time with God, that's why we have to desire, have a passion to connect through prayer, that eternal place where you and I are in that closet, sitting at the feet of the heart of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. He intercedes for us. He does great things. He brings us the spirit of truth. He brings us the word of truth because he is the spirit of truth. He does all of this through the power of prayer and reading and studying the word. Because if you read and study the word, you begin to have authority, authority that the word has given you, that Jesus has given you. He said, greater work shall we do because he goes to the father. The greater works and I'm, I'm going to share something with you. So I, I got one more scripture. Okay. Because in that prayer, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm just going to read one verse. But if you read verses 1, all the whole chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, read the whole chapter. He says, but God has revealed all the secrets, everything that we think are secrets. But God has revealed all of it to us through his spirit. God reveals his word through his spirit. And his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, just the deep things of God. And he reveals those things to you. And it is powerful. It is powerful. And I tell you, in everything that we do, we must trust the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and I'll just share this with you. You know, yesterday uh, I was working on, on my daughter's car on the brakes and, and we had some issues. I had some tight issues, you know, on it. And the, the back brakes were really bad because I, I remember we took it in and had some people do the brakes. But they had tightened. I guess they used a machine and they had tightened those, the, the, uh, the calipers. I mean, they were real tight and I just could not get it. I couldn't. Oh, it was tremendous. But then I believe it was the spirit of the Lord dealt with me. <clears throat> and the question was sent to me, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit for help? Now, mind you, I had heard about a few things, but then I asked the Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I was able to get the bolts off in such a way the bottom ones on both sides wouldn't come off, but the top ones did. So I was able to jimmy it off, lay it down, get it back, get the new brakes on, put it back, screw it up. Only the Holy Spirit could have helped me. In that. You have to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit will help you in everything, everything everything that you do. That's why when you leave and go on your job, go to the store, a lot of times you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help keep you calm or maybe speak to somebody who needs 
a word from you, who may need a smile, who may need a gesture from you, that the Holy Spirit works through you and gives them what they need from God. The power of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. So that means we are led by the Spirit. We can holler, Abba, Father, but we have to want and have a desire to be led by the Spirit. You have to have a want and a desire, even in the Spirit, to pray, to stay in prayer, to abide in there, to spend time in your secret place listening to God. And once you listen to God, then apply what he says. I mean, apply. I really mean apply. You want changes? Take everything to God and watch him change you first. Because you have to be a transformed agent to make changes on the outside because you have power and authority. And remember, whatever God or whatever Jesus has already told you to do and whatever he's telling you to do, He's already done it and glorified God in it and has ushered in the Holy Spirit to help you complete the task. You have eternal power. You have eternal life abundantly. Now it's time for us to work it by faith. Faith without works is dead. Blessings. I see you next Thursday, 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Blessings. Love you. Have a great day. Remember. Pray without ceasing and share it all over the world.